Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We are in the book of Judges for what is our 32nd uh, episode in the book of Judges. Yeah. You counted? Yeah. Well, no, our computer has. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a lot. That is. I'm surprised. I'll I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised Rebecca has stuck with 32 episodes. That's too many. (laughs) When, When we added it, for those of you who have been with us this whole journey, when we added her to the podcast at the beginning of the study of judges um she said she didn't know how long she would last but here i am 32 episodes later i'm proud of you yeah so here we are book of judges chapter 18 yeah and we're going to cover the whole chapter today 31 verses That's a lot of reading and a, a, <laughs> a good amount of stuff happens in it but really what we're going to see today is it all stems from the very first line that we're going to read And we'll get to that idea after we kind of unpack what takes place. So go ahead and pick it up for us, Rebecca, in verse number one, chapter number 18. And we'll take it from there. Okay. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day, all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. And the children of Dan sent of their family, five men from their coast, men of valor, from Zorah and from Ashtol, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said unto them, Go, search the land. Who, when they came to Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they lodged there. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levite. And they turned in thither and said unto him, Who brought thee hither? And what makest thou in this place? And what hast thou here? And he said unto them, Thus and thus dealeth Micah with me, and hath hired me, and I am his priest. Okay, so just a couple of things we need to remind ourselves of and and learn to get the context of this. First of all, it, it brings up Micah again, which we learned about in the last episode in chapter number 17. Micah was the man who built up his own altar in his home and um, and a bunch of idols and hired a priest to become his own a personal priest to his house, and uh, and that's the priest that it just mentioned. But then we also need to know this. So it tells us at the, at the very beginning that the tribe of Dan, their inheritance hadn't yet fallen to them. What that means and what we know from Scripture, that actually in the book of Joshua, they had already been given land, a certain amount of land. And at the beginning of our study in the book of Judges, we reiterated that God had told them to each individually where they were called to have land, they were to drive out all the inhabitants of the land so that they could inherit the land. Well, obviously, by the fact that we're now seeing Dan didn't get all of their land, they didn't uh, do, what God do what God had said. <laughs> and we know that already they didn't do what God had said. We learned that in chapters 1, 2, and 3. But um, Dan specifically here is saying that because they don't have all of their land, because they didn't truly obey and take over all of their inheritance, they are now searching for it somewhere else. Mm, yeah. They're discontent with the, the land that God had given to them, not because God 
had not given them the no, victory God told over them, it. Right? What what he what they were supposed to do and how they were supposed to do it, and he told they them just, what would happen when they did it and everything. And yeah, but they had not followed his authority in that, and so because of that, they're discontent with where they are and they want more land. They send some spies to go search all the land that they could find more to dwell in, and uh, it says that they end up staying at the house of Micah. These spies do. They see the priest. They ask him, you know, what are you doing here? They recognize his voice. Someone did. Uh, they, they, it doesn't tell us how they knew him, but they somehow recognize him. And he says, well, this is how Micah has dealt with me. He's hired me, and I am his priest. And so then they ask him, verse number five. And they said unto him, ask counsel, we pray thee of God, that we may know whether our way which we go shall be prosperous. And the priest said unto them, go in peace before the Lord, before the Lord is your way wherein ye go. Then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people that were therein, how they dwelt careless after the manner of the Zidonians, quiet and secure. And there was no magistrate in the land that might put them to shame in anything. And they were far from the Zidonians and had no business with any man. So the Danites, they found this city nearby. First of all, it's just interesting that they said, hey, inquire of God whether what we're doing is As going to prosper. As if they actually cared. <laughs> they they should have done that a long time us, ago. Yeah. Gonna actually do. It care. again shows us that not only are the Danites um, not focused on what God actually wants, but even this priest. He's like, oh yeah, go. Yeah, you don't see him saying, oh, let me inquire of the Lord. He literally just says his, basically his opinion and says, oh, God's going to be with you. Yeah, but as they go, they find uh, the city nearby that was not occupied by Israelites, but by a colony of the Sidonians. This was a group that God told Israel to drive out of the land of Canaan back in Joshua chapter number 13. And uh, they they see it and uh, see that it's good and that the city is not heavily defended they don't have a magistrate over them, anyone that would be able to fight back, really. And so the Danites believe this is a good city to conquer and take as their own territory. So uh, they start making plans to do so. Verse 9, it says, They said, Arise, that we may go up against them, for we have seen the land. Behold, it's very good. And are ye still? Be not slothful to go and to enter to possess the land. When ye go, ye shall come unto a people secure, into a large land. For God hath given it into your hands, a place where there is no want of anything that is on the earth. And there went from thence of the family of the Danites, out of Zorah and out of Eshtel, six hundred men appointed with weapons of war. And they went up and pitched in kirjath Jerem in Judah, wherefore they called that place uh, Mahane Dan unto this day. Behold, it is behind Kirjath-Jerim, and they passed thence unto Mount Ephraim, and came unto the house of Micah. Then answered the five men that went to spy out the country of Laish, and sent unto their brethren, Do you know that there is in these houses an ephod, and teraphim, and a graven image, and a molten image? Now therefore consider what ye have to do. And they turned thitherward, and came to the house of the young man, uh, of the young man the Levite, even unto the house of Micah, and saluted him. And the six hundred men appointed with their weapons of war, which were of the children of Dan, stood by the entering of the gate. And the five men that went to spy out the land went up and came in thither and took the graven image and the ephod and the teraphim and the molten image. And the priests stood in the entering of the gate with the six hundred men that were appointed with weapons of war. And these went into Micah's house and fetched the carved image, the ephod and the teraphim and the molten image. Then said the priests unto them, What do ye? And they said unto him, Hold thy peace, lay thine hand upon thy mouth, and go with us. 
and be to us a father and a priest. Is it better for thee to be a priest unto the house of one man, or that thou be a priest unto a tribe and a family in Israel? And the priest's heart was glad, and he took the ephod and the teraphim and the graven image and went in the midst of the people. So they, (laughs) on their way back, the spies tell the people, the 600 soldiers, hey, let's stop by this house. Don't you know this house already has some graven images, already has uh, a molten image and a bunch of idols and uh, and an ephod? It's a it's it's great. It's it's already built for us. And so they go and they steal it all. And it says the priest stands by the entering of the gate and watches this all take place and then asks, hey, wait, what are you doing? And they say, hey, how about you join us? We've taken this stuff now. And wouldn't it be much more honorable for you to be a priest of a whole tribe than to just be the priest of one little uh, family, lowly household? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the priest says, well, yes, it would. It <laughs> would be much more honorable. And so okay, they turn not? and departed. And they took, uh, it says, put the little ones and the cattle and the carriage before them, all of the possessions that they had just taken. They took it with them. And when they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men that were in the houses near to Micah's house were gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. So some of his neighbors see these things taking place and kind of give some resistance. And they cried to the children of Dan, and they turned their faces and said uh, unto Micah, What aileth thee that thou comest with such a company? And he said, You've taken away my gods, which I made, and the priests, and ye are gone away. And what have I more? And what is it that ye say unto me, what aileth thee? And the children of Dan said unto him. <laughs> so they didn't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just stole stuff from him and, 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 and poor Micah. I mean, not poor Micah, but like the priest didn't even say, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> they just left. He just, yeah, walks off with them. Yeah. This is a good, you, you stopped at a good point because here's something that's interesting. Obviously, these idols were not a true source of worship or something that, you should worship because they required that Micah go and defend them (laughs) himself. Yeah. The true God does not need our defense. He defends himself. We see that time and time again through scripture, especially in the book of Judges as we've already seen. And yet here Micah is chasing after them. They're like, what's wrong? He's like, you took my priest, you took my idols and all this, and you're asking me what's wrong? And (laughs) then they answer to him. They say, let not thy voice be heard among us, verse 25, lest angry fellows run upon thee, and thou lose thy life with the lives of thy household. And the children of Dan went their way, and when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his house. They're like, look, dude, hush, or bad things are going to take place. <laughs> yeah. And Micah's like, I don't got the fight in me. My family doesn't have the fight in me for this, so we're just going to go back to our house. And they took the things which Micah had made and the priests which he had, and they came unto Laish, the city that the spies had found, unto a people that were at, a quiet, at quiet and secure, and they smote them with the edge of the sword and burnt the city with fire. This is really sad. I feel like if they had even just gone and talked to the people and said, hey, we have this army, we're going to take your land, you can leave or we can slaughter you. <laughs> and it's... They were obviously were were kept to themselves and probably would have been like, sure, we're going to leave so you don't kill us. And even the Sidonians were peaceful people. Yeah. They would have probably let them cohabitate there. Although they weren't supposed to cohabitate with people, it seems 
funny how now the oh, Danites now. want to drive <laughs> now, people out well, of the yeah, land. Now that they see that, oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. And so it says in verse 28, there was no deliver because it was far from Zidon and they had no business with any man. And it was in the valley that lieth by Bethrehob. And they built a city and dwelt therein. And they called the name of the city Dan after the name of Dan, their father, who was born unto Israel. Howbeit, the name of the city was Laish at the first. So they renamed the city Dan. And the children of Dan set up the graven image. And Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Manasseh, he and his sons were priests to the tribe of Dan until the day of the captivity of the land. And they set them up Micah's graven image, which he had made all the time that the house of God was in Shiloh. So some background of what that even is saying. This took place for a long time for the tribe of Dan. First of all, they took over this area. And from now on, uh, if you read other portions of scripture, when it says from Dan to Beersheba, Dan is known as the northernmost portion, uh, the city of Israel. When they say from Dan to Beersheba, they're saying from the northernmost part of Israel to the southernmost part of Israel. And so now they own this land, and it's called Dan. And what it says about the idol worship is that it took place as long as the house of God was in Shiloh. And the house of God was in Shiloh for a long time. Uh, and so the Shiloh was the true center of life and the house of God. And yet they, in the north, gathered about a false and uh, destructive, really, worship to idols, uh, false gods, up here in this new city. And it's just interesting because what we see digress through the whole chapter, where they're discontent, because of that, they decide to find new land, they steal, they uh, threaten to kill, then they do kill, and then they burn a whole city down, and then when they build up a city, they don't even consecrate it to the one true God. They build up false idols. All of this really stems from what I believe. Uh, what I believe it stems from is that first line that we read. So read the very first line again, in verse number one for us. In those days, there was no king in Israel. In those days, there was no king in Israel. There was no authority in this time in Israel. Now this is somewhat telling us historically where we are in the nation of Israel, that they didn't yet have a king that would take place later in their history. But even in the reading of Scripture, what God had had set up with the nation of Israel was what's called a theocracy, where God was their king. So the fact that this says there there was no king in Israel actually doesn't just tell us that there was no earthly king. It also shows us the very heart of the people. It's very similar to what we read in the last chapter where it said everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. When it says there was no king in Israel, it's telling us they didn't follow any authority. And here's the truth. I alluded to it in the last episode, but where there is no, where there is no authority, there is anarchy. Because if there's no authority, there are no rules. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. And if there is no authority, uh, anything goes. So... So because there is no authority in their life, specifically the one who was supposed to be their authority, God, then it made no difference to them that they were supposed to have a certain inheritance of a land. 
why would we drive these people out? They're too hard to drive out. Let's go drive out the people who are peaceable and quiet because they're easy to drive out. Why, why would it even be wrong if there's no authority? Why would it even be wrong to steal from someone? Mm-hmm. Why would it even be wrong to uh, basically bribe a priest who had already been bribed by someone <laughs> else? But why would it even be wrong to do this? Why would it even be wrong to set up our own gods and images to uh, give worship to? Why? Here, here's the truth. If there is no authority, there's nothing wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of where we, where our world is today. You know, we do what we want to do, what feels right, what you know, without seeking God and especially the people that don't know God. <laughs> yeah, they've rejected the authority of God and the authority of Scripture. And the, and the Bible tells us this is, that this would take place. But when there is no authority in people's lives, anything goes. If, if Scripture is not our authority, if God is not our authority, then anything goes. And truthfully, this is why many in the world don't want to believe in God. It's not because there isn't evidence of God at work in this world. It's because they, they don't want to be held accountable. Yeah, and they don't want to feel guilty. Yeah. Right? Like, because if God like is feeling. real, they are held accountable for their actions. Because God is the standard and God is the authority on certain matters. And we as mankind have butted against that. If there is no authority, like the world lives, that there is no authority... In their lives, because there's no authority, things like gender are fluid. There is no ultimate truth that there is male and female. It, it, in in their world, there is no authority, so it makes perfect sense that anyone can just have immoral relations with anyone that they would want to. Yeah, or abortion. Yeah. If there, there's no... <laughs> if um, there's no authority, mm-hmm. then anything goes. Yeah. But for Christians, this should not be the case. There is an authority... And his name is God. There is an authority, and it is his word that he has given to us. The very things that the word tells us, which is truth, is our authority. And, and we said this in the last episode, but it really comes again, really the the last whole section of Judges is going to teach us this in different ways. God is the authority, his word is the authority, and we must, because there is authority, submit to it. If there isn't authority, anarchy ensues, and that's what we see in our world. But as Christians, we do have an authority, so our lives should not be patterned after lives that have no authority, Mm -hmm. and we should be submitting our lives to that authority of our Heavenly Father and of the word that He has given to us to follow. Yep. If we truly believe that this is God's word, then we should be living like it and apply it to our lives. So let's do it. Let's focus on the authority of God and his word, and let's submit to it and apply it to our lives. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.